And good morning, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, as we present Scumbags Wrestling Predictions League. Today is Thursday, it is uh, October 21st, and tonight, or this afternoon at 12 noon, is WWE Crown Jewel. They have a kickoff uh, happening at 11 o'clock, and I believe there's a show with the uh, crew from The Bump happening at 10 o'clock on uh, the WD Network, if you still have that, here in Canada, also available through sportsnet.ca, uh, and also uh, Peacock in the United States. So, like I said, it is their return back to Rehad in Saudi Arabia, and they haven't been able to travel for a while because of the pandemic. Uh, they got the go-ahead to uh, return there. And this card looks a little bit more stacked than other uh, times where it seemed more like a house show with everybody on it, especially like the Greatest Royal Rumble and uh, the other tournaments that they've had, uh, the best in the world type deal. Um, they came off more as house shows. This is coming off more as a pay-per-view because it's replaced whatever the October pay-per-view would have been. Uh, we already moved Hell in a Cell, WWE did. Uh, to earlier in the year, I believe it was May, and that October is usually Hell in a Cell uh, month. So they've done their best to try and hype this up as much as possible. May not have uh, mentioned Saudi Arabia too much, but uh, it is what it is. Before we get into the card, I want to thank everybody for joining me on YouTube or Facebook, listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. I want to thank CoolBet for being our sponsors. And remind everybody that you are earning points for this lovely championship. It is designed by Undisputed Belts. It has the Cool Bet uh, logo there, along with the other logo being our podcast. And it has, obviously, the Scumbags Prediction League there. Uh, Kieran and Austin have already advanced to the finals. We're looking for two more uh, people to get the most points plus the overall points for Season 1 and Season 2 to go in the five-way battle in February and March to earn that championship. So that's what's going on with that. And reminder also that how you get your points right there is 10 points for a win, 5 points for a no contest, and 0 points for a... Uh, loss. You get uh, bonus points uh, for uh, predicting the time on the card uh, for the main event. And if there's like a triple threat and the person who is not pinned or submitted in that battle, you pick them and they uh, end up uh, not being part of that decision, you'll get your five points that way. There is, I believe, a triple threat uh, today, but that's how you earn your points. And you can check your points out at scumbagswrestling.ca, going over to the uh, tab for uh, the Predictions League. Click on that picture that was just up a moment ago, and they'll take you to the page. You'll see all the uh, events upcoming, including uh, on Saturday, is Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. So another double shot weekend basically going on starting today at noon going until Saturday night into Sunday morning because uh, 
Impact Wrestling isn't going until 10 o'clock Eastern on uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday night. So that's what's going on with that. And then on uh, November 5th, we'll do uh, AEW's full gear with Hangman Page challenging Kenny Omega for the championship finally. But as I said, today it starts off at 11 o'clock with the kickoff show. And we have the, I believe this is the non-title bout from what I saw, the Usos going against the Hurt uh, Business. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are back together and uh, by the side of Bobby Lashley. We'll just wait for MVP to return from his uh, surgery. But I think this is an easy call here to say that the Usos will end up winning because as long as Roman is strong, the Usos need to continue being strong. If uh, that changes, then you can start seeing the downfall of the whole bloodline, not just one member of it. So I'm going to go with the Usos on that. Then we hop into the main card, which, as I said, starts at 12 noon here in uh, North America and Eastern Standard Time, or Daylight Savings Time, should I say. And uh, we'll start off with Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. These guys have been teaming together, but one of those Franken teams that could not get along, and they proved it, where uh, losses kept on happening. Ali got uh, frustrated. Mansoor still wants to embrace the fans, and it broke down to them going one-on-one later on today. Mansoor is undefeated in his home country of Saudi Arabia, and I see that continuing today with another victory over Mustafa Ali, who, incidentally enough, is donating his earnings from the show to a charity, I believe, in Chicago, where he's from. And he did that before on one of the other uh, trips to Saudi Arabia. So that's congratulations on him to be able to, I guess, put uh, whatever feelings he has aside for going to Saudi Arabia, doing the work, but making it uh, go somewhere else, the uh, money going to help others. So it's uh, very cool of him. And uh, it looks like it could be a really good uh, sort of cruiserweight-style match between these two, as long as they don't go into a brawling situation. Then let's look at the King of the Ring. King of the Ring returned this year, and uh, Nakamura is no longer king. And we saw... Just a quick breakdown. Sami Zayn beat uh, Rey Mysterio in the first round. Finn Balor beat Cesaro, setting up Sami Zayn against Finn Balor. Finn Balor made it to the finals today, and he will challenge Xavier Woods, who ended up beating Ricochet in the first round. Jinder Mahal beat Kofi Kingston in the first round to set up Woods against Mahal. And Woods, as I said, is advancing to today's finals setting up Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods saying this is a lifelong dream to become King of the Ring. And I do think, for a couple reasons, this is going to be coming to fruition. Uh, He's the only person left in the tournament that is on SmackDown. The other three are over on Raw. And I see uh, one royalty on each side of uh, the order or system roster 
And so there's where I'm saying Woods is going to get it. But I also think this could be an interesting uh, thing for Woods. Uh, we've seen Kofi as the champion. We've seen uh, Big E currently as the world champion. I don't see Woods getting to that level. So here's how he can advance and uh, continue the legacy of the New Day, becoming king. But I also see it being a character development where we could see him actually turn heel. And we need a heel monarch. The, any other time that there's been a face as a king of the ring, it's either fell flat and not get done anything, or it's like, oh, congratulations, you won king of the ring like Bret Hart or Ken Shamrock, and it goes nowhere. They don't embrace the king um, moniker and go around like how Booker T did, how uh, Sheamus did for a little while, uh, obviously, uh, Baron Corbin and also uh, Wade Barrett. They went around as the king and Owen Hart. All right, They used it as a character build. I see Xavier Woods doing the same on this, so that's why I'm picking him. Going over to the Queen's Crown, which, oh my God, this has been just so horrible, where all the matches have totaled up to less than 15 minutes some have only made it a minute and 30 seconds in the case of Carmella beating Liv Morgan in the first round. And surprisingly, Zelina Vega beat Tony Storm in the first round to set up Zelina against Carmella. And with some help from Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega beat Carmella to go to the finals. Dewdrop surprisingly beat Natalia and Shayna Baszler to get to the finals, and that sets up Dewdrop against Selena Vega. I don't see Dewdrop getting the uh, Queen's crown on this one. I think the very first Queen is going to be Zelina Vega. Um, I'm disappointed uh, how long the matches have not been, and the star power in the tournament has been rather weak as well. When you don't have people like the Queen Charlotte Flair, you don't have Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, uh, Sasha Banks, and stuff like that. It kind of weakens the field on that. But that's who they got. And going with Zelina Vega to become the first ever Queen uh, Queen's Crown winner. Then we go on to the tag team titles on Raw, being defended by RK Bro. They're taking on the former champions, AJ Styles and Almost. I really would like AJ Styles to be away from Almost and uh, do something different. We got the Street Profits going to be uh, in the uh, waiting room, uh, basically going for whoever is, comes out the winner here. And I am going to pick RK Bro to retain the championships. A huge grudge match, and it's going to be no holds barred. Bobby Lashley against Goldberg. They fought each other at SummerSlam, and Goldberg had a knee injury thanks to uh, the Kane shot from MVP. Kind of not that great of acting uh, on that one because uh, he didn't really sell the initial hit uh, for a couple seconds afterwards. And, of course, afterwards uh, that match, Gage Goldberg ended up attacking Bobby Lashley, slid off his back, and got put into the hurt lock. 
And then Bobby quickly released it, realizing, oh, my God, this is Gage. And Goldberg uh, has been threatening to kill, literally kill uh, Bobby Lashley ever since. As Lashley pointed out, threatening bad murder is kind of illegal, and we know that's not going to happen. However, with it being in a hold barred, you can see a lot of things being able to cover up Goldberg's uh, inadequacies. And also, I see Gage and the Hurt uh, Business, Cedric and Sheldon, getting involved with this. In the end, Goldberg will stand tall with his son, victorious in getting vindication for what has happened to uh, both of them, especially Gage. And this will be a great father-son moment with the Crown Prince of uh, Saudi Arabia, happy as well. And this same guy who wanted CM Punk and Brian Danielson at the show as well. So who knows what's going on there, but he also asked for Warrior and uh, Yokozuna and they're dead. At least the other two are still alive, but working for another company. Now looking over at the SmackDown Women's Championship, and this is one thing I didn't point out also with the Queen's Crown. It's amazing that after all this time that WWE has been able to go to Saudi Arabia. They could not have any women on it at all when it first started. Then gradually things started developing. And even though they had to cover up, they're getting on the card. And this card has five women at least being on it, not counting any backstage interviewers and possibly Charlotte Flair showing up or anybody else. But five women are breaking down that barrier that existed when they first started doing these Saudi shows and needing to do that evolution pay-per-view as a uh, sort of apology to the women and giving them their own spotlight instead of having a actual card with everybody included on that. But back to uh, this match, Becky Lynch is defending the uh, SmackDown championship. Both Becky and Bianca are heading over to raw as of uh, the ending of this show, but also Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair is heading over to SmackDown to join Sasha Banks and everybody else on that regards. I do not see the title changing. We're going to end up seeing another switch like we did last year with the Street Profits and New Day, just exchanging belts so that the belt remains on its own brand. So in that case, I do see Becky Lynch retaining and letting the man uh, go into Raw with the new uh, championship or the trade going on there. Three more matches to go. And we have the WWE Championship being defended against former champion Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is still looking for that pop that Big E ended up getting when he won the championship. Because unfortunately when Drew won it, there was no crowd and then he was supported and carrying the whole legacy of the non-fan Thunderdome uh, era of WWE and just didn't get that moment. He is going over to SmackDown as well, where he can eventually challenge Roman Reigns and he might be the guy who ends Roman Reigns' uh, reign over on SmackDown and could eventually earn that pop that he's 
been uh, searching for. That being said, new champion Big E is going to retain the championship and uh, help Raw with or be the face of Raw going forward for a little while. And so I'm picking Big E to defeat Drew McIntyre. Now we also have a Hell in a Cell match. It's Hell in a Cell month, so why not do a Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins taking on Edge? Now this feud has been going on for a little while. This They both have a victory each, Edge at SummerSlam over Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins at MSG on SmackDown over Edge. Uh, Seth even broke into Edge's house, doing the same thing Edge did when he broke into John Cena's house, except for nobody got hit like John Cena's father did when Edge did it. But, yeah, Seth did that. Uh, Edge threatened to do it to him, uh, to Seth and not care if Becky's there with their child and stuff like that. But, you know, that's not going to happen. The only way to sell this, as Edge said, is going to be inside hell in a cell. And as much as I think Seth Rollins needs this victory, it's going to be another feel-good moment with Edge picking up the victory, and we see where Seth ends up going forward after that. Both of them are being traded from uh, SmackDown over to Raw, and as we've also heard many times, those... Trades become active as of the ending of Crown Jewel. So tomorrow on SmackDown, everybody who was traded from Raw will be there. Everybody who was traded to Raw will be gone off of SmackDown. And we move forward with new storylines and see what happens going forward. And the main event is going to be a rematch. Yes, these guys have gone against each other numerous times over the years. But this time, Roman Reigns... The head of the table is a heel and universal champion with Paul Heyman in his corner, and they're taking on Brock Lesnar with his Viking look and being a babyface. So it's a reversal of roles and manager uh, position in this case, even though they've been teasing that Paul Heyman is still the advocate for uh, Brock Lesnar. We saw the contract signing where Paul Heyman looked it over, handed it over to Roman and said, looks good. And Roman signed it. Then they handed it over to Brock. Brock just signed it without even looking at it. Roman called him stupid for not reading the contract. And Brock revealed that he did see the contract already because he uh, looked at it earlier in the day with his advocate, Paul Heyman, which was like a dun-dun-dun moment to end SmackDown. Now, the biggest question, other than who's coming out uh, with the title, is what side Paul Heyman is on. I see Paul Heyman still staying with the head of the table. Uh, Roman Reigns, it's a good gimmick going on right now, and Roman Reigns will retain. Um, It's going to be a long while still. They're going to build him up bigger and bigger uh, so that whoever does take the title off of Roman will be a significant victory and title change. So Roman Reigns will retain. I'll go ahead and go over my picks quickly, and we'll get out of here in time to watch the pre-show 
and see the Usos defeat the Hurt Business. And that pre-show is at 11 a.m. And the main show, I have Mansoor picking up the victory over Mustafa Ali. Xavier Woods as your new king of the ring with probably character change going along the way just with the power uh, type deal if they keep the gimmick going on him. Zelina Vega being the evil queen over on Raw. Still tag team champions RK Bro defeating AJ and Omos. Feel good father-son moment with the Goldbergs standing victorious over Bobby Lashley and the Hurt Business. Becky Lynch retaining the championship so she can trade it with Charlotte Flair going forward on Monday Night Raw. Another feel-good moment with Edge getting the victory over Seth Rollins. Big E retaining the WWE Championship over Drew McIntyre as Drew heads over to SmackDown. And the main event, Roman Reigns with his wise man, Paul Heyman, standing tall over the beast, Brock Lesnar. Uh, that is all happening today at noon, so you don't want to miss any of that show. I know some people have uh, reactions uh, because of where it is, but if you just accept it for being an actual uh, pay-per-view, then you can sit back and enjoy. Well, I also remind you that at 11 o'clock is going to be our This Week in History show. Jonesy and I look at the week in history from October 15th to the 21st. It's available on YouTube right after this at 11 o'clock and always on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And a final reminder of how you get your points. 10 points for a win, 5 points for a no contest, 0 for a loss. You earn points. Go to scumbagswrestling.ca. Make sure you have your entry in by 11.30 before the Usos take on the Herd business. Anything before that will be time-stamped, and it will count as your picks. Anything after that, unfortunately, I cannot accept, especially if a match has already happened. Um, I might be able to accept uh, matches that have not happened as your picks, but you will not be able to obviously earn points for what has already occurred on the show if it's already gone through. So uh, thank you for joining me, and we will see you later on with This Week in History.